your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. And thank you for making this the first listen of your day. Today, we will be discussing the Avalanche pretty ugly 7-4 to four loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it's preseason, but this is where you want to shine. This is where you're fighting for a position. Uh, and there was a little bit of good and a lot of bad uh, for the Avs. And again... Sure, it's preseason, but this is your third preseason game. <clears throat> Things are s- supposed to start resembling a little bit like a team. And, you know, maybe that's a stretch because so many guys are still out for the Avalanche. But the the, the point remains that a lot of the guys that are playing in this game have been playing the majority of the preseason. So you would expect things like, you know, errant passes and, uh, silly turnovers. If you're getting, you know, guys like Kale McCarr out there for his first pre- preseason game, uh, not the guys that have been in every single game. <clears throat> so we'll discuss it. Uh, like I said, talk about the good and <laughs> a lot of the bad. Um, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram, send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to lockedonavalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on its YouTube page. Just search locked on avalanche within YouTube, subscribe and get notified whenever a new episode is posted. All right. So yeah, seven to four, not what you wanted, especially against Vegas because we we have a budding rivalry going with Vegas right now. And even though it's preseason, uh, you, you kind of do want to stick it to them because you don't like them and because they're the ones that knocked you out last last year. And it didn't help the cause that two things happened to Pavel Francois that you were like, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, it's going to happen to him. Of course, it's going to happen to the Avalanche. And of course, it's going to happen when they're playing Vegas. And the two, first of all, he, he I thought he played a great game. <clears throat> Excuse me. There, there was a lot of breakaways that Vegas had that he was stopping. Uh, even, you know, he, he, I didn't, I thought he was doing pretty well with rebounds. He wasn't giving up uh, excessive rebounds. Uh, and overall, he was playing a very good game. And then he got, taken out yes there was some a little bit of of uh contact between an avalanche defender i don't remember who it was i don't remember who it was that slammed into Francois, but it wasn't enough like that guy has to be in control of himself and he clearly wasn't and did that little bit of a nudge force him to plow into Francois the way that he did <clears throat> i don't think so uh, but no penalty was called. There actually was a penalty called against uh, the Avalanche yeah. for roughing, I believe it was. It wasn't for fighting. I think it was for roughing because they weren't happy with that. And, and I wouldn't be either. Um, 
but the the one that is really kind of upsetting people now is when he got injured and he didn't by the look of it, it he didn't get injured <clears throat> by a player or the puck i know the puck was shot towards him but i couldn't see if it went off his his foot or not or like his heel but it seemed like when he was sliding to kind of close the gap of the net it didn't seem like he hit the post hard with his skate or hard enough to cause the reaction that he had. And he kind of threw his head back and was clearly uncomfortable and then kind of went, he did go down on his chest and he's looking to his right, to the ref for help saying like, I am hurt and the avalanche didn't have possession of the puck. So they're not going to call the play dead, but we're in the preseason guys. Is that, I, I mean, can, can not, can we not just call this dead? I don't think anybody would have been annoyed. Well, we are playing Vegas, so maybe they would have been, but um, e- even, even in that scenario, I don't think anybody on either side of the ice <clears throat> would have been upset that an injured player in the preseason is down while players are still flying around him. Now in the regular season, I get it. And you can, you know, you can have issues with that rule, but it is the rule. And if if you're so hardcore where you're saying refs got to call it, whether it's preseason or regular season, then this conversation is not for you. Then you are way too hardcore for me. But to me, if a guy is clearly injured uh, and it's preseason and there's, you know, Guys skating all around him, you call that play dead. And they didn't. And he amazingly, you know, he got back up on his, his, he didn't get up on his feet. He got on his knees and was still kind of, you know, playing goal as best he could. Did make a stop, made a stop. So the play ended. And obviously that's when they blew the whistle. And then he did skate off on his own. So that's another plus because he looked like he was in pain. Uh, but he was able to skate off on his own, but I, I, you can't, you can't convince me. And, and I did get into a conversation. It wasn't an argument or anything with somebody on on Twitter about it. And he was saying, well, you know, that that's the rule. And I completely get that. And he's not wrong. That is the rule, but where does just moral objectivity come into play here and just say, okay, a guy's injured. This game means literally nothing. Let's just stop play here. Let's stop play, get him off the ice. And then just drop the puck again. I, I don't think anybody would have any problem with that whatsoever. Um, and and then Johansson came in and just, I mean, he laid an egg, uh, which is kind of seems to be his MO when he's uh, out there for, for the avalanche. His first couple games uh, in an avalanche sweater was, I think he let up, what was it, the first two or three games he let in, two goals in each of those games. I could be wrong on the, on the specifics, but uh, he was not good early on in games. This one was really no different. I mean, he came in and then, and that's the other part of it is Francois probably was coming out at the next stoppage because his injury happened just over 10 minutes in the second period. And, you know, they typically take the starter out right at the halfway point of the game. And then the backup comes in to finish it probably was coming out. 
So it didn't look like he overstretched on anything. It just seemed like he ran into the the post, I guess, but it wasn't even that hard. So it's odd. Maybe he, you know, when you get those thigh cramps or hamstring cramps, when you hit something just right, maybe it was one of those. We'll see. We'll see what, what um, Jared Benner has to say after the game uh, and even Wednesday, uh, if there's any update at all. But overall, uh, just a really ugly game for the Avalanche. And my how we're souring on Jack Johnson so quickly now. Uh, it, it was reported, and maybe <clears throat> it's still going to happen, that there was a contract potentially on the table for him by the end of the week. I'm not saying that has changed, but he looked like a completely different player tonight. Uh, I don't know if you want to say lost, but he was, you could tell the difference, you know, when, when he you're playing against a Vegas team who had even more starters on the team than the first time that they played him. Uh, horrible passes by him. And I can only, there's one that is sticking out in my head where he had Nathan McKinnon pretty much wide open. It was, it, it was a basic pass in the avalanche defensive zone. They were transitioning to offense. It was a fairly simple pass <clears throat> and he threw it behind McKinnon, whose, whose momentum is obviously going forward. He's, I mean, he is always going up ice and he had to pretty, I mean, he didn't have to stop to reach around to get it, but it was not in stride. And those are things if, if Nikita Zadorov has taught us anything, uh, those passes will not fly with Nathan McKinnon. You need to hit him where he wants it. And that was not it. But a lot of bonehead plays by a lot of players. Johnson stood out to me. He did not. I mean, he had a complete 180 from uh, his previous game where he looked good, where he looked good and where uh, we're getting word that the avalanche might be signing him. Uh, but he he was not good. Um so we'll get into kind of specifics and specific players. Specifically, one, I mean, you got Miko who scored twice. You got Burkowski who scored twice. I'll get I'll get into the stats, but there's one player where the stats don't show up, uh, and and this is what's going to make it difficult for Jared Bender and the coaching staff to pick who the players are going to slot into these maximum two slots that are available. So we'll get into that here in a second. But first, we are going to hear from Shopify. That is right. And Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. And... Where are we here? Okay. Uh, reach out to customers online and across social media networks with the ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insight as you grow with detailed reporting and conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. So you can go to Shopify dot com slash locked on NHL for a free 14 day trial and get 
full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NHL right now. Once again, the website is shopify.com slash locked on NHL. Also brought to you by Fan Tracks and Fantasy Hockey. It is fast approaching, and I want to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy hockey platform in the industry, and that is Fan Tracks. Fan Tracks is a free NHL fantasy hockey league manager in the most customizable and easy to use and feature rich platform in the industry. So you can sign up for free, and as a special offer for the Locked On Avalanche fans you'll be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. That is right. Our superstar. Simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. Fantrax is the most customizable platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. If you've, uh, if you've had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. So again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey by simply going to Fantrax.com slash locked on and you sign up and you are entered. Once again, Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Okay. So that first period for the Avalanche is forgettable. And... Nothing, nothing was really going right. I think when you get to their shots on goal, uh, miraculously, they had 10 shots on goal. I don't know how they pulled that off. Vegas was Vegas. It seemed like they were in midseason form. They were everywhere. This is what they did to them against. Uh, this is what Vegas did against the Avalanche in, in the postseason in playoffs last year. And it's like they want to let them know, like, yeah, this is how we're always going to play you. Vegas just gave Avalanche nothing, no time, no space. It's like their gap control was perfect. Every time the Avalanche received a a pass, there was a at least one Vegas player on them. They were just absolutely everywhere. They Avalanche had to work for all ten of those shots, and I I can't believe they actually had ten, uh, but they worked for every single one. Where it seemed like Vegas was just doing what they wanted to do. <clears throat> it, the, the defensive players that were out for the avalanche, it showed. It showed <clears throat> that Kale McCarr was not there. It showed that Sam Girard it was not there and Eric Johnson and Devontae's. Like, yeah, it's going to be a different story when those guys are involved. But for last night, you wanted to see some guys step up because there's there's still, you know, maybe one of those spots on the defensive end Maybe the third pairing is still available. You're, you're thinking Ryan Murray, who I thought played okay. I thought Murray actually played <clears throat> a decent game. Uh, Curtis McDermott did not. He he made some PK Subban, like he, not heady plays. Subban is known as like, you know, that, that freewheeling defenseman, <clears throat> and he puts himself in situation, poor positioning where he shouldn't be. McDermott did that horribly on a couple plays and it cost him. Um, so <clears throat> he had a bad game and I don't want to say like, because these guys are fighting for a, a spot, you know, they didn't play well, fine. You know, I still, 
you know, the, the preseason's not over. You still put them back out there and see if they can correct those mistakes. You know, everybody has bad games. This was a collective bad game, but that's what the preseason's for. You still have two more games. I think they're both against Dallas. So you're gonna you're gonna get more opportunities. So you you were supposed to go out and show what you could do, and you didn't do that well. I'm not talking just about McDermott here. There's a number of guys. Uh, and you didn't do that well, but you're you hopefully the avalanche will give you another opportunity uh to go back out there and right those wrongs. And that's gonna happen in the regular season too. There's gonna be games where they somebody doesn't play well. Uh, you know, it, it's different, you know, you, you know, you have a, a roster spot in the regular season where in the preseason you can't have these slip ups because it might mean you're not playing for this team. So uh, yeah, defense did not look good. Shane Bowers made a, a really, really rookie mistake late in the game. Uh, the Vegas Knights were on a power play and you just clear the puck. Just clear it. I think he got a little bit too excited. There was a, I don't know who it was, but it was uh, an avalanche. It was a teammate. They kind of broke up a pass together. And I think he thought if I can, you know, control this puck and get it to him, we might have a shorthanded breakaway. Uh, And it didn't happen. And he tried to get a little bit too cute. And then what happens? Vegas recovered stole the puck back and had a really good shot on that. If that thing had gone in, Shane Bowers is one of those guys that's not coming back for the rest of the preseason. That was a bad, bad play on his on his end. Um, you know, we got Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ranton in there for the first game uh, of the season, well, preseason game of the season. Same thing with Burakovsky. And uh, I thought Mc- McKinnon was relatively quiet for most of the game. Um, let me see if he. I want to see how many minutes he actually played. Um, where is it? Uh, he played 17 minutes. Well, which I think he played a lot more towards the end. Um, but I thought Kadri had a good game. Burkowski played very well. Uh, he he had a his first goal was a very nice goal. Um, and even his second goal was even a pretty goal. So he he played very well. What did, uh, let's see, Miko with the two goals, Burkowski two goals, Kadri with two assists, McKinnon with two assists, Nachuskin with an assist. I thought he played well. But the guy who really stood out is uh, Maltsev. Maltsev played a fantastic game. Uh, breakaways on defense, like uh, he had a really good shorthanded opportunity, which uh, – and he had a good shot on net. Like, I can't stand when when you're you're shorthanded, you have a breakaway, and you shoot a puck that goes ten feet wide of the net. It's not even a shot on goal. It was a good opportunity. It was just a good save by the Vegas goalie. Uh, but he had a couple breakaways. He had a couple. He looked really, really good. And that is where, you know, the the tough decisions are going to need to be made by uh the coaching staff because he didn't make it easy for him tonight i think he's one of those guys that's on i had him in because he's you know he has some nhl experience <clears throat> and you you don't know if guys like you know it seemed like ranta ranta played he was on that first line with rantanen and mckinnon and i thought he held his own he didn't make any mistakes that's what you can't do when you're on that first line with those two guys 
Don't be the guy that's make that makes mistakes. Get them the puck. Let them work their magic. Be Gabe Landeskog when Gabe Landeskog's not there. And I don't think Ranta really did. You know, he he wasn't playing the role of Landeskog where like he was camping in front of the net. Um, I don't know if that's his game in the NHL. We'll have to see. He's a big he's a big guy, so he could play that role. But I don't even know how many times he's going to be on a, a line with Ranton and McKinnon. So, um, but I thought he was okay. I thought he 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 handled that role well. Um, I did. I thought you you could tell, man, you could tell the difference between the, the the cream of the crop on this team and guys that are fighting like heck to make it. It is night and day, and. If, if you could go back just a few years ago when everybody was calling this a top line team, when it was just McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, and we were struggling everywhere else, it almost seemed like that tonight. Uh, and not taken away from, you know, the, the I don't want to make it seem like the Kadri line wasn't. They were, but it was just a tremendous drop off from from them. I guess if you want to say the top six was fine. But everything after that, defense included, was just – it was rough. Um, apparently, I, I didn't see it. I, I must have stepped away real quick, but Nachuskin did get hurt. I don't know what caused him to get hurt, but I, he did come back. Um, he only played 12 minutes, so I didn't see it. I don't – I got to go back and find out what it was, but um, he, I think he's okay. I don't think that's anything that's going to be lingering, which is good. Um, and then on the defensive end, it, it was, it was, it was a struggle all day, <laughs> struggle all day. Francois I thought was good, but Johansson was not the best. Um, and defense had a, a rough day, but Justin Barron is going to be good. Justin Barron is going to be a very good avalanche player. So, uh, he, I thought he, he did very well tonight. They put him on the ice for almost 23 and a half minutes. So they really wanted to get a good look at him. That tells me he's got an outside chance for someone that probably nobody was thinking could make it this year. You know, he's a future player. Uh, If he's playing that much time, they're taking a long, hard look at Justin Barron. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's a preseason game. And like I said, the average made it a game. They were down six to four. They had a, a power play. Um, and at that point in time, they were three for three on the power play. Those looked gorgeous. And, uh, then Jason Magna took a penalty about halfway through their power play, which negated that. So they could have brought it to six to five. I mean, it wasn't out of their own possibility. And I think there was still four minutes or in change when they had that penalty. So anything could happen. Uh, but once Magna got that penalty and, and, Vegas put in a empty netter with, you know, just over a minute left. That that was the end of it. So you move on. Uh, you did have almost you had 38 shots on goal. Face-offs were horrible. Vegas won 60% of the face-offs. Uh, but you held them to one power play goal. So uh, most of the stuff that you're going to hear is negative and rightfully so. But you can pull some positives out of this. Uh, but not enough to turn the tide of of yeah th- this was this was Vegas's game from the start. 
All right, let's hear from who do we have now? We got Built Bar. Yes, you know it, you love it. The greatest tasting protein bar on the market, and it is Built Bar. And you can choose from so many delicious flavors like coconut and raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream. List goes on, and there's always limited edition flavors available. And if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of nine flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also brought to you by betonline.ag. And with the football season back and better than ever, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface and even more odds, prop bets, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. BetOnline.ag. Okay. Uh, so we move on from that and just a couple of uh, news bits to get to involving the Avalanche. Number one, we, we knew it was coming, but it's official. Uh, Gabe Landeskog has been named to Team Sweden. And it seems like they're announcing like three. I don't know. Is this something that they do all the time? I don't really remember doing it, but I haven't seen anything from Team USA yet. But Team Canada announced three players and Sweden announced three players. I think that's been it. Um, oddly enough, the the Canadian players that they announced did not include Nathan McKinnon. I mean, I, we fully expect him to be on this team, but it was Alex Petrangelo, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. Okay, fine. Like, I think this is just like, I guess, wetting the whistle of people who want to know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just saw it come across the news feed, and I was like, why, why are we naming three players? Why don't we just name all of them? But uh, uh, for Team Sweden, it was Gabe Landeskog is obviously going to be a part of that, and it was just officially announced. Um, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves were back, and they were in regular jerseys. The Taves one is interesting. I mean, I, I or or maybe no, I think Taves was in a non-contact. Makar came back for a little bit. There was a little bit of uh, concern, not not concern. That's the wrong word. Uh, interest, I guess, because he was wearing a red no-contact jersey, and then he wasn't, and then he was wearing a blue jersey, your regular practice jersey. Uh, Peter Baugh from The Athletic cleared up that confusion. Uh, they only put the blue jersey on him so he could take part in the power play, practicing the power play. 
why they needed to do that. I don't know. <laughs> just leave them in the red jersey. Because uh, if you get someone that is just, you know, not knowing and he, he's just going to hit him wrong, I hope it wasn't going to be a rookie. I, I don't know. But they took him out of the red jersey, put him in a blue one, but then put him back into the red. I don't know. Take for that what you will. He's still on track to start the season. Uh, will we see him in the preseason? I don't know. That's a big question. Maybe if he feels like in the last one, he can take some hits, but I would hope he, he would. I would hope he'd at least do the last preseason game to do that, to take hits, because you don't want to go into game one a little timid and kind of pull up and not, you, you want to get what you, if you're, if you feel like you're good to go, then you do that. Um, so we'll have to wait to see on that. Uh, there was word on Alex new hook. And I think people are making a big deal about this. And right now I'm not, uh, it, it was reported from a couple outlets that Jared Bednar, not that he's not, I guess you could say he's not happy with how Alex new hook has been performing so far, but he just feels that he, he did say he felt like he was progressing and getting better, but he didn't start his, uh, camp how he wanted him to start. Uh, and as things have gone on, he has seen improvement out of him, but he just wants to see more. And then in the game now, two days ago uh, against Minnesota, he said he thought he played very well. I think it's just to motivate a young kid. It's really what I think it is. I, I, I don't, and I don't think Alex Newhook came in thinking like, Oh, you know, I got a spot locked up. I don't think he's built. I think he knows he had, you know, I think he knows he's, he's a, a rookie and he's young and he has to, put in the time and the effort. Um, I think it's just a motivating factor by a smart coach. Um, and uh, maybe it's working because he made those comments before the Minnesota game and he had his best uh, preseason game so far. We have to take their word for it because we couldn't watch any of that game. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are saying like, "Uh Oh, what's this mean? I'm not taking much out of it. I think new hook is having a fine camp. Is it where, you know, is it at Jared Bednar level? Apparently not. Cause he's saying he wants to see more out of him. Uh, but I think he's, I don't think he's done anything to lose a spot. I'll say that if he was a guy fighting for a second line spot, maybe he hasn't done that, but I don't think he's, a, he, he has, he's not played himself out of a starting role or, or, or a, you know, forward starting role with this team he's not, i don't think he's gonna get set down to the nh or the ahl um it's just motivation so um that's really what we got so we'll see what uh kind of players have to say and what jared bednar has to say after that he can't be too happy but you know even though it's preseason he wants to see stuff out of these guys because he needs to make decisions uh, some guys made it easy for him, uh, and some guys made it difficult for him tonight or last night, depending on when you're listening to this. So uh, we'll find out. A couple more preseason games to go, and then the real stuff begins. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day, and uh, definitely make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. And we are doing division previews uh every i think 
start it Tuesday through Friday. Division previews on Locked On NHL. Uh, I'll be doing. I will. I was tagged because I do the Thursday show with Adam, and I didn't ask for it. They gave me the Central, so we will be doing the Central on Thursday. So definitely tune into that. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we will be seeing you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!